Ready to roll, ready to roll, ready to roll. Only Stu Podcast number 25 on this breathtaking spring day. And we are ready to roll, ready to roll, ready to roll. Alex, how are you doing? Feeling good, feeling good, feeling good. What a fucking day today outside. 79 degrees, pool is 88, everything is blue. Everything is colorful. Best time of the year is May because all your perennials that pop out at the end of April and only in the first two weeks of May are breathtaking and gorgeous. Then they are dead. Dead for the year. So when you walk around people's houses, you walk around my palatial estate, you feel just invigorating. You feel that energized. You feel the spring momentum. And I don't know about you, but I fuck better in the spring. I don't know what it is. I don't know because I have this breathtaking, God-given 192-pound body. Again, lost weight. Again, lost fucking weight. I don't know if it's losing the weight, having unlimited energy, just ready to fucking roll, but I love fucking May. Alex, uh, your birthday is upcoming, and I don't, you don't like to talk about yourself, especially the personal stuff, but it's May. It's your May birthday upcoming. Are you ready to roll? Thank you. Just, that's it? That's it on that? That's it, thanks. Yeah. That's it? That's fucking it. I think you it. should be concerned about losing weight. That's what I really think. If Lo- you really I'm want to know. 192. I, I look no, no, great. No, 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 no. You eat. It's impossible to be losing. They do say that fidgeters lose more weight than normal people on average. Well, like, I am very fidgety. Like a sizable amount. I am very fidgety. No, I know. I'm always so that like. that might be the secret. I'm like, always fidgety. You I'm make, always like hanging out. I'm always like stomach You make people who are fidgety look not fidgety. Correct. Correct. So that could be the secret, to be honest. You could just be a master fidgeter. Now, you know what I really think it is? Come down to it. I was 262 for about a year and a half. And when people saw me, they threw up in their mouth because I was morbidly obese. I smelt like Limburger cheese. Didn't really shower. No reason to shower. Wore the same clothes every day. So there, then, were, there were certain people that when you walked around, I remember hearing them. Like there were little kids who would like pull on their mom's arm as we walked past and they would be like, mom, why is the uh, Thanksgiving float out? You exactly. Know? You so, literally looked like you were about to explode. Correct. So then I took a step to the better and I maintained about between 220 and 233 for about five years. Still disgusting, still lethargic, still fat as fuck, still gross, still a 53 waist, but Better than compare myself to 262. So now when I'm living. Explain for the people though. I'm living at what? Explain for the people. You can't eat any more. Like you're not eating. When you were 262, Mm. you're not eating more than what you're eating right now. So where did the 70 pounds go? I probably am. I mean, I don't. It's physically impossible. I'm I'm not eating noon to 3 a.m. I used to eat noon to 3 a.m. And that's where you gained an extra 20, 30 pounds. Noon to 3 a.m. And I've, I, I, not that I don't, because I have, but I've eliminated my late night eating, meaning mid after midnight. So and basically, if you know what happens? I, I just want to pinpoint it now because you asked me that question. Because when I get so stoned at like one o'clock in the morning, I'm falling to fucking sleep. I'm not like, let's go, let's party. I'm 62 years old now. I can't call up my friends and say, at 1130 at night, come over, we're having a party. Come over, let's fucking go. They're like, I gotta go to work. My wife's an egg. My girl's an egg. I can't come over. So I'm limited as far as my late, 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 degenerate, low-life eating. 
So 70 pounds, just stop eating late night food. Well, that's, I mean, I mean made, that's what I'm hearing. I'm like maintaining the last decade between, let's say, a 185 to 220 um, pace. So that's like a 40 pound weight differential. So right now, if I'm down to 192 and change, which is still disgusting, still gross. When I go to my doctor, she might put me on insulin and... Um, you know, say it's over. That could happen, but it hasn't happened yet. Wait, wait, and, wait. Why, why hasn't it happened yet? Well, well hold it. No, I haven't canceled my appointment yet. It's May, May 11th. No, no, no. May but 11th is my appointment. I'm why canceling it. Why hasn't the insulin happened? Because I'm canceling it. No. Because I, I ignore the doctor. Correct. Yes. So, like, the <laughs> the advertisement, you were supposed to be on insulin when? Well, How many they, years ago? They said maybe try it three years ago. <laughs> Four years ago. So the reason you're not on insulin is because you just refuse. Well, I tell them I'm going to do better. And if I do better, I don't need the insulin. <laughs> I just have not done better. But listen, I'm not, listen, if you just met me today, you would say very structurally strong bodybuilding legs. Okay? If you're standing they would, up. They would look at my ass and go. Not much of an ass, but a cutie. No, and no, from the neck would... up, I look great. The problem is the if belly. You have clothes the on, belly. You have no idea how fat you are if you have clothes. Like if you're standing up, you don't realize. And how you're kind of like if you lean back and do that fat pose where you stick out the chest. You don't look fat. No, because your legs don't look fat. Your no. arms don't look fat. No, your face doesn't look fat. Uh uh-uh. uh But, but when I'm you fat. take off the shirt and you stand sideways, yeah, it's whoa. People people say whoa. That's the word normally when you look at my belly. They go whoa. But they're not even. It's a fat belly. It's how is that physically possible? Because you look jacked while also having an actual beer keg strapped to your chest. Well, listen. That's why you take no prisoners. You work out whether you're fat or thin. You got to go to the fucking mat. I worked out so hard in my twenties, thirties, forties that I've been able to not work out in my fifties and sixties and. Bitch slap the New York City Marathon like a fucking bitch. I bitch slapped it. I bitch slapped it. So I think I think mind over matter. Yes. Like your your mental capacity Correct. for believing that. Because I'm gonna tell you, like I feel like I shouldn't tell you this because it's like one of those things where if I tell you this, maybe now you're going to 300. Because I'm gonna just be honest, there are people who were Olympic level athletes, like literally probably went into the Olympic Games at like their 18, 20. They were division one athletes. They might have even prayed professional sports whether it was nfl nba mlb those people were at a physical prime that you've never hit okay so you believe that in your 20s and 30s you were working at at such a capacity and such a high level i was that this is why you could maintain this physique i'm telling you there's people who are retired right now and if you saw them on the street they just look like schleps and they're fat and they have none, like what they did in their 20s and 30s evaporated. Correct. You're yeah. just, no, no, no. You're just different. I'm, di- I'm, I'm built different. But I'm saying that if you work out in your 20s and 30s, you don't maintain this. Well, I mean, listen. You do this, it. Normal people do I ran a, I ran 10 miles in a flat 70 minutes soaking wet. We'd get to my gym. Steve <laughs> Mahalik would be waiting for me. And he'd go, give me 25. Give me another 25. Give me another 25. Give me another 25. So we do 100 reps just warming up. And then he would get into it. And we'd do 500 reps. And it'd be like 23 minutes. And then he would fucking leave and say, see you tomorrow. All I'm, saying is, way. all I'm saying is you think that you worked out harder than these people that are in the NFL and MLB and NBA? 
I'm just saying that's in Defini- your head. No, 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 no. I'm definitely your head. Fucking absolutely. That's, that's crazy. It's not crazy. These people work out like 10 hours a day. Tiggy Bob is the fucking best running back Giants ever had. The bitch beat me by a minute and 15 seconds. Listen, and it only took me three months, three just, weeks to get up 220 to go to 174. I am different. I'm a superhuman athlete. You're just proving my point. Yes. Because Tiki Barber. Yes. Shout out Tiki Barber. Stop, stop. Arguably retired way before his prime is over. Could have yes. won a Super Bowl. Could have. Fucked himself. Year, fucked the Giants. A year later they won. And that to be fight. honest, to be honest, it was very, very satisfying watching him. Not get a ring. Because I, I love him, but him retiring was kind of like a fuck you to Giants fans. And we won in spite of him. But bottom line is, since he's retired, that guy looks like he could probably jump on an, a team right now. I mean, he's a he's a physical freak. A lot of I don't pe- think he's ever been fat. A lot of people, when me and him are together, we, they think we're brothers. They, yeah, I mean, I can Matter of fact, I, 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 they think we're brothers. Me and Saquon and me and Tiki. I think the reason... Shout out Saquon. Shout out Tiki. Shout out... I look just fucking like Like if you him. had a lineup of you, Saquon, and Tiki, no, I think what the they... Difference. The, the difference is, you know what they tell me? What? The nose. That's it. Hmm. All right. They have Tiki and, and uh, Saquon have bigger asses than me. I don't have that those glutes, those giant ass, you know, glutes, whatever the fuck they are. But pretty much uh, I can hold my own against them in any sport. And I proved it. I mean, I ran 26.2 miles and Tiki was scared. He kept looking back. Where's Stu? Where's Stu? I'm right up your fucking ass. You just better keep fucking running, motherfucker. So, um, but again, uh, all this, uh, I mean, I guess I'm trying to start a food plan today again, as I always do every day. Um, uh, the only thing on my mind right now is lobster. I mean, this new re- this new Chinese restaurant right down the road, they make, they Why kill. Is it new? They uh, knew that for- I go to it like oh, once a okay, week. Okay, got it, got it. It's been there forever. It's been there for 30 years. The Just Orient, to clarify, Hicksville. Just Shout out on Hicksville Road to the Orient. No free ads, but free ads. Um, no free ads. No free ads. Uh, but anyway, so you walk in and they have this giant fish tank with giant lobsters. And I pick out my two pound lobster. I go, hello, Mr. Two Pound Lobster. I'm going to eat you. And they make it in this ginger sauce. That is, it's just amazing. First of all, they crack the two-pound lobster up perfectly. When they put it in the container, when you get home, you don't have to do any work. No work. No cracking with your teeth. No breaking your teeth. The lobster is just there and it says, hello, Stuart, eat me. And I eat it. So um, I'm going to have a lobster for lunch, by the way. Is that basically the moral to the story? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, look. I mean, it's, listen, it's, let's say, let's say we were hanging out. At the house, and I went to get a beer right at the bar, and then I came back. What you do a lot, you and know, I you just drink those. No, I don't. But I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, beers. I'm just telling a story. Okay, Can I okay, tell a story, go, please? Go, okay. Go. And I came back to my house, and my wife was dead on the glass kitchen table with a bullet through her head, and blood was dripping down to the floor. A year from then, I would be 150. Because I would be back in action. I would be on the prowl. I would be on the move. I would be ready to fuck brand new first time fucks. But besides my wife getting a bullet through her head and dying, I don't know if I'm going to have the energy and the motivation to ever work so hard to look good. Or even look healthy, to be honest with you. Now, you could say, Stu, it's easy to be healthy. Well, fuck you and die, okay? When I fucked your girl and she was screaming, I never felt like this. Remember that, okay? You have no idea what's going on behind your back. You have no idea what you do. And you don't know about my fucking life. So don't judge me, you piece of shit. No, no, I'm looking at you judging me right now. Like, Stu is bail. I'm not bailing out. Rewind, rewind. It's very hard for me 
to be on point, like 150, 160 pounds, looking like Tom Cruise. Because I, you know, because a lot of people say to me, Tom Cruise, Leonardo DiCaprio, Stu Finer. Same way they say Tiki, Saquon, Stu Finer. It's Cruise, DiCaprio, Finer. But my point is. Rewind. Why is Sandy dead? Well, it's the only reason really that can motivate me to actually get to about buck 60 and look great every day because I would have to fuck. So you need new a, fuck. You need a dead wife. I thought that I thought that was going. You want to know where I thought that was going? What? Sandy's your mom, dead your mom on the dying? kitchen table. Right. I thought you were going to 150 because you were in prison, dude. Oh, I was in prison I mean, killer. I mean, I'm going to be honest. If that does happen, you're in prison. I'm just I'm not in prison. You know. I love your mother. Listen, she's dead. I love your fucking mother. Not only is she dead on the kitchen table, there's a bullet. You also have, you now have painted a picture where you better just, you're, you're number one suspect without this podcast. I'm trying to get the October 6th Chicago Marathon to get me motivated. I'm, I'm, uh. Running it with Daniela, Daniela Cantorini. Is that uh, still happening? That's happening. I spoke to her. She told me she loves me unconditionally. I told her I love you 10 times more than you love me, obviously. But I don't think her last name is Cantorini, by the can, way. Can, am I saying it wrong? Yeah. Cantonini? I, I don't think it's that. Hold I on, think I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, well, I'm we're just going to say Daniela. Yeah, yeah. There's only one to know Daniela. She's number one on every list in the world. She's number one. Shout out number fucking one. Take your podium, bitch. Catanacci? Oh, Catanacci. Cantarini. Can- I'm going to ask her today because I don't call her by her last name. Normally, I just look at her and I drool and I go, hi, how you doing? And then I compose myself and I go, hi, Daniela. How's things? How's life? How's everybody? Listen, listen, bud. You need to tone it back. So, so anyway, my point October 6th is that the Chicago Marathon, uh, I'm hoping that it has the energy to just invigorate me into superhuman stew. Because to run a marathon at 62 years old uh, is not easy. Now, to run a marathon anytime is not hard. It isn't hard. All you're doing is fucking running. And now the time you run is hard. Big difference between a seven-hour and a four-hour marathon. Big difference between... A five-hour and a four-hour. So right now, for example, if I was running the Boston Marathon and I wanted to get in for free, okay, I would have to run three hours and 50 minutes to get to run the race for free. That's the qualifying time for ages 62 to 65, which I am right now. Now, how does that work? I don't know. They just Well, in other words, the Boston Marathon is the hardest marathon in the world to get into. But what I'm saying is what if a ton of people do that? How They're do they in. decide? They're in. Everybody, everybody's in. So if a million your, people did that, I'm well, just saying, a million theoretically. People, theoretically, yes, yes. But in other words, there has a, to be a cap. A cap on the qualifiers? I don't think so. What if, what if, well, yeah, like if there, there has to be a certain amount allotted to them and then, and then it goes, they might look at, the they, range. Might, they might look at your past time f- for you to even qualify to qualify. They might say you might, yeah, like, like, let's say my 62 to 65 age group would have had to run an under four-hour and 20-minute marathon guaranteed before you even qualify to qualify. So there's a qualify to the qualify. I don't know if that's true, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just Do saying. Do you know what the actual number is? If, like, if there's that how many range, people? how many people? Do you no. have any idea? No, I don't know. I don't know. But, but, but for me, three hours and 50 minutes, my life would have to be on the line. Like the Taliban would have to kidnap you and you would be somewhere in a room with a TV, with a headband, naked, with guns to your head and saying, if you don't run a three round 50 minutes, we'd kill your son. I could do 350. I could do it. 
But it would take every what the ounce fuck of... Why am I in a POW camp? You could have chose anybody. Well, there's nobody in the room besides you and me and pictures of you playing football when you were 8, 10, 12. I got Bill Walsh on the wall. I got John Elway on the wall. I got Troy Aikman. But John Elway, Bill Walsh, Troy Aikman never did anything to me. So why are they going to die? You're in front of me. You're going to die. I'm not saying you're going to die. Taliban, I'm, huh? I'm... I think I can fucking work kidnapped. That. I think I can work. They that grab way. you by your throat. They put duct tape around your eyes. So you don't know where you can see. They punch you in the stomach, kick you in the balls, bash you in the head. You go down, and then they put you in this little teeny box, and they put you in a Prius, and they drive Prius. to the airport. A Prius. I'm not gonna lie. That's a pretty good idea because I would never guess that the guy driving the Prius is Prius. That's a really. He's good a killer. Idea. He's not only is he a killer, he's a kidnapper. He kidnapped you. So my point being, I'm in a cage in a Prius. Correct. So wow. let, let let's let's go back. Let's go back. So how about this? How about if I'm running like a three minute and forty seven three minute? Uh, excuse me, three hour forty six minutes, and I fall right at the finish line. I would fall, and then you would hear this. That was the two smaps. From the Taliban before they killed you. And then they killed you. So you better hope when I'm running this, I'm under three hours and 50 minutes. But the point being right now, I don't know the time I could run. Because like, I get up in the morning. Here's the bottom line. I get up in the morning, do my prayers, do my meditation, hug my dog, make coffee for my wife, make sure the kitchen's clean. And I go back to sleep. Then I wake up like an hour later and go, oh, it's exercise time. Let's go. And I go downstairs and I have my banana. I have, I, I guzzle four cups of Stella. Like I guzzle it. Like I'm at the coffee maker. It drips. I put milk. I guzzle. 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 It's four cups Stella. I'm literally squeezing my ass cheeks as I run to the bathroom because all you hear is... <sighs> Those are my poopies. And that's what it sounds like. And then I poop. And then I'm saying to myself, I'm fucking hungry. So then I have a bagel. Then I have egg whites. Then I have another bagel. Then I have egg whites. Then I have some matzah. Then I have butter. Then I have cheese. Then I have roast beef. And then I say I start tomorrow. So I've been stuck probably since 2018 in the start tomorrow mode. You know what I mean? No. All I know is that people just listened to you and they were really hyped up and they're like, fucking, I could do anything I want, right? You were talking like you were a master marathon runner. You literally talked about how hard it is at 62 to run a marathon. Like, no, dude, no, no, not like even this to is run your, a marathon. No, no, stop. To, to walk outside and exercise one day, wait, wait, it's wait, hard. That's not what you said. It's hard. That's not what you said. You what? said verbatim. At 62, it's hard to run a marathon. People listening were probably like, wow, this is going to be the Chicago one is in October. He's probably ran three <laughs> since it's May already. No, he literally just told you he's been trying to start a diet for five years. You talk about yourself like you're God tier. I am God tier. And then you go down to, I haven't started working out in five years. Well, I have, but it's not consistent. Like, I go good for a month and then I binge for a wait, month. Wait, 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 wait. I go good for a week and one I binge month? for two months. One month? I go, I binge. When's I, the last I, time we've had a month under the belt? One month. When you ran the marathon, Listen, dude. marijuana being legal fucked me. No, 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 no. I'm one of the victims. It fucked me. So you're advocating for <laughs> to take it away? I'm advocating for marijuana to really? be wiped off the face wow. of this earth. I don't think you actually believe that. No, I don't. But when I'm trying to run a marathon, I do because the pot just goes, I'm like, I smoke a joint. I'm so focused. I have the plan. I'm going to run six miles, five miles, four miles, eight miles slow, you know, 17-minute mile, then sprint for an eight-minute mile, then walk for a 17-minute mile, then sprint for a 10-minute. 
But then I smoke a joint. Might be a roach on the floor, might be a quarter blunt, something left from yesteryear. And all of a sudden I go, what the fuck am I working this hard for? I've made it in life. Men want to be me. Women want to be with me. If you're a woman, you're with me. You're welcome. I mean, and then I just lose all my, you know, like energy. I like, say, fuck it. Let's, let's fucking, let's watch TV. See, now that would be a really good dare kit. You know how they used to scare like marijuana? Like this could ruin your life. Yeah, they put the two, e- they, two they put the two eggs on the plan. They say this is your this brain. is your brain this on marijuana on your drugs. Correct. Right. I think that that what you just said is a pretty good reason why I do not smoke pot. Like that was a that was a convincing reason. Like you know, shit just everything becomes good, and then you just become complacent and fucking you don't do better. No, all my hopes, all my dreams, all my desires. You know, after the fourth blunt, I don't even know my name. Like, I'm walking around so stoned. Uh, it's amazing that what I'm you- still an excellent driver. One of the things I like to do is smoke four blunts and then go on the Bethpage Parkway and do 140 mile an hour in my porch, make an illegal U-turn and get back to my house. Don't try that at home. No, don't ever try that at home. Yeah, I think that's illegal. It's illegal to do. No, it's illegal. You're not allowed to smoke pot and then drive for vehicles. Sir. Come on. That's like saying don't drink and drive. Who doesn't whoa, drink whoa, and whoa. drive? There's, I think there's a little bit of a difference. I don't think so. I think there is. I think half of the people drink and drive. And now three quarters of people stoned. It's like you don't even get in any fights on the road no more. Like everyone's stoned. You cut someone off and it's like, yeah, man, that was cool. You know, like everybody's so fuck. Well, listen, how about this? If there was, a, I'm so fucking stoned. If there was a, I, I fall asleep at red lights, but I wake up and I feel good. It's like a power nap. It's like a 20 second power nap falling asleep at a red light. I don't, these the stuff you just said could be used against you. I, Everybody that's listening to me has fallen asleep on no, a red light. No way. Because when you wake up, you're like. It's a power nap, dude. All like, well, you need, really, it, it, listen. You shouldn't. No, if no. You're no. struggling driving. You need like a twenty second nap, and no, then you're for, back for real. Like things you just said out loud. Yes. You people shouldn't be able to get those details. Oh, don't get I'm those talking, details. I'm talking like Batman in this basement. I'm just talking theoretically reality. I will lie if you ask me. Like if you're in the dark night, right, and you had fucking the Joker beating the shit out of you in the station. Like you don't give that shit up, no. all right? Well, all I think about when I think of, after you, I think of the Dark Knight. I think of fucking Catwoman. I don't think you should shatter Halle Berry. I want your ass on my face now. I don't think I don't think that was the same movie, dude. Halle Berry? Yeah. Oh, she's the one that got canceled with the Catwoman movie. No, but that's not the Dark Knight. I'm talking. I'm oh talking no, no, about... I don't think there was a Catwoman in the Dark Knight. No, that's what I'm saying. No, You're no, no. But when I think of any Batman movie, I think of Batwoman, and I want to drill her ass. Okay, fair. But bottom line is, I don't think you should just, you know, just say you were joking about falling asleep at red lights because, you know, that's just not a good I don't story. lie to my, con- I don't lie no. to people who waste their time listening to my podcast that's with crazy. lies. That's crazy. I'm not lying, but I'll deny it. You don't be a, listen, don't you be a listen rat? to this, you're not a fucking rat. Okay, that's fair. The only thing that I hate more than a rat is a rat. Wow. That was deep. Specifically. That was deep. It, was, it was deep. It that is was deep. deep. So... So, so we're rolling into June and my wife retires at the end of June. So it is a constant motherfucking party. I walk around the house naked. She walks around naked, which probably she'll never do. But I dream about it and I just want to fuck and I just want to have room service to my bedroom. I asked her, honey, you retire at the end of June. Can July and August, all we do is be naked, fuck Party in the bedroom and eat lobster. 
And she said, no, I don't like lobster. But she didn't say no to the other things. So I have it. I have a shot here. I just want to share that level. I have a shot. You see, like a lot of you are younger than me. So you're going toward your goals. My goal is to make it to my wife retires. She comes home. And I say, get fucking naked. And we run up the stairs and we just live naked for the rest of our lives. That's it. Do you think you would strive in a nudist colony? Um, I'd have to be about, I'd have to be 165 because I'm a little vain. But yes, fuck yes. Yeah, listen, I'm not, I'm not, listen, once, listen, once you're fucking somebody doggy style, you don't really look at their face or their body or anything. You yank their head back. And you just dream. So I have a very vivid memory and a vivid imagination. So I would, yeah, I would doggy every one of the bitches at, at a fucking nudist colony. But let me just say, at a nudist colony, most people are ugly. I mean, they're gross. They're like throw up in your mouth. So you're mercy fucking a lot of people. So I think my name nudist on colony, the nudist colony would be Mercy Fuck Stew. I don't think that just because you're in a nudist colony that you're fucking everyone. I think you just walked around naked. You could still be monogamous. Yeah, but like the, pro the problem is people are going to grip my dick, grip my ass. Oh, so you're just, my ass. I'm you're still fine. They're going to be like, Stu, can, instead of saying, Stu, can we do a snap for my friend? They're going to say, Stu, can you fuck me and someone film me for my ex? I'm going to get back at a lot of people's exes by banging bitches at a nudist colony. I think that would work. Not only would it work, I'm going to go look up right now where the Long Island nudist colony is. I might some bang some bitches. Listen, I have very little days left, baby. My wife retires July 1. My life's over. It is, oh, it is over. It is over being secret stew. Although, really, she knows every secret because she's been with me since 1978. But I can dream, bitch. I might go to a nudist colony because my wife will never go to a nudist colony. It's a couple of things here. Never. She has class. She's class personified. And uh, I have no idea why she fell in love with me besides my dick. Be honest. Shout out my dick and shout out my wife and shout out your mother. Hey, mom. Hi, Sandy. As she's working right now. Slaving for the family. <laughs> she's a good woman. She is a good woman. When I was broke, like 15 years ago, she went back to work. Worked like an animal. Half of the people at work for her, scumbags, pieces of shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. She didn't retire yet. You got to calm down. And the other half is amazing. You got to calm down, dude. Is amazing. All right. They appreciate it. So, so that, uh, I like that. They don't know what side they're No, on. they don't know. If they're uh, the scumbag or they're amazing. Everyone, so you thinks, don't know. That, everyone like, thinks they're hey, a good person. Hey, Stu. Hey, Sandy. Yes, Stu. I doubt if anybody who works for my fucking wife is listening to this podcast. But their children could be. Shout out children of people working with my wife. That are not rats. Shout you out. So basically, the kids are wondering if their mom or dad is a scumbag or not. Correct. And I, truth be told, if you're listening and, you, and your wife works with my, uh, and your parents work with uh, my wife, I wouldn't fuck you because ugly as fuck. I mean, well, you can't say I mean, this. Holy, you can't fat, say this. You can't ugly, non-sexual. You can't say this. You can't say this. All right, I'll take it back. You got to stop. But it's true. You got to calm down. Some of the ugliest real people it, you've ever real seen. It but I don't know what 60, 70-year-old people are going to look like. They don't like Gina, they don't look like Gina Lola Brigida. They don't look like Raquel Welch. I'm, de I'm just naming some 60, 70, 80-year-olds. Even, even uh, Jane Fonda. Shout out Jane Fonda. Although people, I guess, would rather shoot her than fuck her. Uh, but, you know, I mean, in her day, she fucking was hot. That's all I got to say. So... As I'm 62, there's things in my life that have nothing to do with your life right now. You're young. You guys are upcoming. 
you're trying to conquer the world, you're trying to make your mark, you're trying to find your girl, you're trying to have children, buy a house, get cars, second house, ruin your fucking life, then you're in debt, then you start banging bitches, you get caught, your wife divorces you, and now you're living in a fucking pine box. Is that the time is that the timeline? Pretty much. Wow, that's fucked. Pretty much. Yeah. So I mean so moral to the story, if you're having a great life right now and you're married with kids and everything's <laughs> gonna going end. good, figure mid-40s, you're fucking done. Done. You're, you're going to be in a pine box holding your cock, wondering why you have to bang that bitch. Should have kept your dick in your, in your pants. You know, what the fuck? What the fuck? Why, why were you so fucking stupid? You got no prenuptial. And she's smarter than you and she's got all the money, you stupid motherfucking peasant. Keep your dick in your mouth. Keep your dick in your pants. Keep your dick in your mouth is a little sus. Blow yourself if you have to. It's better than getting divorced and living in a pine box. If you sucked your own dick, do you think it's it feels more like sucking a dick or getting your dick sucked? Ooh. I don't know. Well, I'm asking. I tried you. to take yoga once. I said I said to the yoga instructor, can, can I have enough bendability? I could suck my own cock. Bendability. Yeah. You she, asked the she, yoga instructor. She, she escorted me out of the fucking Bendability. She said, uh, Mr. Finer, you have something wrong with you? Leave. So you you went shout to, out leave. You went to a yoga class to suck your own cock. Mm-mm. I just thought it was funny in a group discussion. She didn't think it was funny. She tossed me out of the building. Yoga instructors have no sense of humor. It's a lot of people you know that a yoga instructor you could share that level with them. They're very smart. They're very in touch with their feelings and emotions. Boring as fuck. You're no just sense of humor. You're just coming after. Fuck groups. all you yoga instructors. You're fucking boring. You have no sense of humor. I'm sure you're great in bed. Are you mad because you got I'm thrown sure out? I'm sure you're class? great in bed. Are you getting mad because you got thrown out? No, I'm I'm mad because I'm an epic fail at yoga. Do you think you would be able to suck your own cock? Is what I'm no. asking. I you don't no, have I, bendability. I have no desire to do that. No <laughs> desire. No bendability. No. All right. I'd rather bang bitches, but not live in a pine box. I think that's a good goal. Yes. Not not die. It is a goal. It is a goal. It's the best goal, to be honest. It is a goal. So uh, planning uh, July 1 for my exit from this state. We don't know where we're going, me and Sandy. We're going somewhere. I don't know where. It could just be a Jake's, you know, out east. She loves those slots. It could be Atlantic City. Could be Vegas. Could be Monte Carlo. Could be France. And the two ones that are leading uh, the charge right now are Bora Bora. And Monte Carlo. A tiki hut in Bora Bora. Sounds good. Don't actually know where Bora Bora is on the map, but I think it's close to somewhere where it's super duper hot, like the equator. But the, the, the bottom line is, I don't like super hot. I mean, you know, you wait the whole summer for it to be 90 fucking degrees for what fucking reason? I love it. Oh, I like, I like 68 with a cool breeze. That'd be my perfect weather. Forever. You know who has that? Who? San Diego? Anyone with uh, central air? <laughs> no, so I want you can walk out of the I hot. like Mother Nature with her cool breeze blowing on me. I like that. I yeah, like yeah, I no, love a cool it's nice. breeze. It's nice. Yes. Maybe even maybe 71, 72. I can go as high as 73. But after 73, what are you doing? You're putting on suntan lotion. It always gets in my eyes. I always, because I'm so fat. You know something? When I put suntan lotion on, on myself, I look much fatter. I look like you a- You get it in your eyes? Yeah, always. I don't why? Know why. I don't know why. Because I my forehead sweats into my eyebrows, and I touch my eyebrows, and I touch my eye. You use the face stick? 
Uh, no, I use right. regular well, lotion. Well, that's, you're just a clown. Why well, face stick works for the face? I mean, yeah. It's I have a fucking name, dude. I haven't, I haven't used suntan lotion since I got my fucking whole, my whole face burnt out. Like I looked like a Jew coming back from Nazi Germany that was in one of the ovens. Uh, when I coached, I don't you in, think any Jews came back from the ovens. When I, when I, co- true. Just to be honest. But if they did. You think someone crawled out? No. Wow. Because they, they starved them I'm before be honest, they gassed I'm not them. really a World War II veteran as right. far as the history goes. I'm not. But I would guess that someone escaped an oven. I don't know how far they got. But there had, I'm to, sure. be, there had to be one. Did Anne Frank escape? Anne Frank died, dude. Died. That's why she's famous. She oh. had the diary and she died. Oh. She Shout out Anne she Frank. She did not escape the oven. Anne Frank, you're very fucking brave. Shout out Anne Frank. Yeah. I mean. So my my point is I'm going away somewhere in July. I just don't know where. All right, let's let's get back to uh, reality here. Uh, gambling. Uh, hope your year has been a good year gambling. Um, we know the story about gambling. Gambling is for the rich to have fun and lose money. So in other words, when you're talking about gambling, yes, can you make money? Yes, can you buy my picks? Yes, can I get on fire? Yes, can I run five in a row, 10 in a row, 20 in a row? Yes. Can you say, wow, this is so easy. I wish I found Stu earlier because now I'm up hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions. But then what happens is eventually reality is that losing streaks happen after big winning streaks. The moral to the story is this. When you gamble, and I'm saying you should gamble, and I'm saying you should gamble every day, and I'm saying you should pay for my picks every day, but do it responsibly. Do it fiscally responsibly. So when you go to stewfunder.com and you look at my website, do it responsibly. I mean, if you're a multimillionaire, then buy the heavy packages. If you're just a guy, just wants to have some fun, then buy the five for 55s. What the fuck? $69, three best bets, favorite number, favorite position. So when we're talking gambling, you want to be responsible. You want to gamble. You want to have fun. It's the great, greatest entertainment in the world. It makes any sporting event Super fun, super entertaining, super exciting, super difficult to win. It makes a game fun. Bet, 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 bet all fucking day. Responsibly. 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 Fiscally responsibly. And the only person that knows your level of responsibility that you should be on is yourself. Is yourself. And if you get in trouble and you get fucking smashed and you can't stop, stop quick. Go to Gamblers Anonymous, get a therapist, get a psychiatrist, go on drugs, do what you got to do because there is a way out. The way out is the way through. But hopefully that's not going to happen. Hopefully there's so much out there. There's so much information that you know you should probably take a zero off every game you bet, maybe a couple of zeros. You know when you're in trouble, don't gamble. You know when you're emotionally stressed out, don't gamble. You know when your girl just fucks your best friend and sends you the picture to your phone and you have that in your mind forever, don't gamble. Because you're going to be gambling emotionally. And when you gamble emotionally, you fail. How so, many times does that happen? Um, and how do you get that image out? You, the way you're just throwing out fucking awful scenarios. Well, so say someone a lot did of, fuck a lot their of, best you know, friend. In my day, decades, decades ago, a lot of go- girls would say, "Can you fuck me hard? I want to send it to my ex." So I mean, I'm like, okay, fine. Just don't use my face. So a lot of people know my torso, know my body, know my cock, know my balls, don't know my face. Shout out, don't know my face. So I'm just sharing gut level. But my point is, I'm 
emphasizing a tragic... So you're a headless horseman. Correct. Wow. Correct. A tragic situation that could occur, do not gamble. Because don't don't gamble off of that. Let's say your mother or father dies. Don't gamble. Why do you always Let's say your so kid morbid. is at a baseball game and falls off the top row down to the floor, smashes, your kid's dead, puddle of blood, you got a lawsuit... I wouldn't gamble. I'm going to be honest. Though. I wouldn't. No, 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 no. Wait, I wouldn't wait, wait, gamble wait, wait. because, first of all, uh, your luck's pretty bad. Your kid just died. Is he it, just fell out of a baseball game onto the floor like a puddle of puke. Though, you get a lawsuit, though? Well, no. Ooh. Well, I mean, you're suing. Yeah. You're going to sue. Yeah. So, so money's coming. So you correct. might want to gamble Ooh. in retrospect. Hey, my kid died. Uh, I feel horrible. I don't want to feel the feelings. Uh, I want to gamble so I don't feel shit. I got a lawsuit coming. I got F. Lee Bailey. He's going to fucking win. I got Johnny Cochran who got off that murderer motherfucker O.J. Simpson. If he can get off a murderer, he can get you off. You might have money coming. Don't gamble. I don't know, though. You have a lot to process. Don't gamble. You get to grieve. Bury the kid. No one really grieves. No, I'm, I, All right, so you're no over No one gives it. a fuck about anybody. All right, so so you just you know, lost the kid. When you, grie- you and grieve, you gained money. You grieve. That sounds like a perfect time to gamble. You I'm going to just be honest. A Devil's great blowjob. You grieve. Someone eating your ass. You grieve. A great fuck probably ends there. There is no grieving after that. So if you're, you're a real it, man, moms die, dads die, kids die, wait, wait, wait. your friends die. That's life. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Life. Listen. You live and then you die. Did Act you just, accordingly, Jack Nicholson from The Departed. Did you That's just, the bottom line. Did you just gatekeep grieving your son dying off of a baseball upper deck row fall? Hey, I'm not, I, I didn't kill just, them. I'm not a murderer. I'm not you responsible. You just said you can't grieve them. People die. You said can't grieve. Well, I, the real grieving is a snapping pussy. I'm, I'm saying there's levels of grief. So snapping pussy's... Uh, right no, above. Uh, unbelievable. Right above how much further above? Everything. If you ever, kid? Look, you could be Dead broke. kid? Listen, you could be broke. You could be living in a horseshit apartment with cockroaches and smelly neighbors and disgusting food. You might be eating ramen noodles every night, but if you got a girl that has a snapping pussy, everything's good. Everything's good. Everything is fucking good. See, so underlying, you just, you come up the with a nice moral. The key to life is the snapping pussy. I didn't want to bring someone. down the curtain. Find a special someone. See? You don't have not to a, be. No, no, a special snapping pussy, not a special someone. <laughs> Fucking well, million people somebody. out there with great heart. That's a somebody. Great ass, but not a snapping pussy. Define, that, define snapping pussy the for the audience. The second you see them, the only thing you want to do is fuck them, and you're hard, and you're you're just, you. All that's all you're thinking about. Your mind's on fucking that pussy hard. Mm-hmm. You just talked about a dead kid and how snapping pussy's way above. Kids die every just day. Wanna... You watch it on the news. Come on, stop. Every <laughs> what, fucking day. What does that mean? It's not my kid. I don't watch the news, to be honest. I watch the news. A lot Why? of people die. Listen, I'm going to be honest. All you people that watch the fucking news out there, you guys are just, fucking... You I guys just, are sick. I just like... You guys are sick. It's an overview fucking of how depressing. fucked up this world no, is. No, no, no. It's a depressing cycle. You never turn on the news and it's happy. You just sit there and you watch fucking depressing shit... Every fucking night. And you guys do it willingly. Like, it's like, there's so much more shit on. You could go on demand and watch whatever the fuck you want. You choose the news with dying kids. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why? Okay, it's a good segue right now. Speaking of dying, how about the Toronto Maple Leafs fans? No. After winning their first champion, after winning their first round, they're now 3-0. They're going to get swept out of the second round. I don't think... I think the they think, no, 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 because because I don't think they ever had a hope. I think the first round was their Stanley Cup. 
They no, getting to John Tavares was nah, the Matthews. I think right, that fucking right, team right. is ready to kill. Listen, if Boston, they were ready. If Boston wins, they're getting fucking beat anyway. I guess so. So they already had loss on their mind. I think it just shows how good the Panthers actually are. They are. No, 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 no. Florida and Carolina are fucking awesome right now. I think one of those two is going to win the Stanley Cup. I'd like to see the Devils speaking win the of, Cup. Speaking of Carolina, they just got fucking swiped. Yes, yes. Shout out. Shout out Stufan is free picks. The best in the world. Shout out NHL playoff. Human lock. Shout out Devils. Pissing on the Panthers. 8-4-8-4-8-4-8-4-8-4. No, 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 no. They didn't piss on the Panthers. Who'd they piss on? Oh, Hurricanes. There Excuse me. Pissed on go. the Hurricanes. 8-4-8-4-8-4-8-4. Solid. Carolina Hurricanes, you suck my cock. Do they? No, they pissed on. They also they pissed stole on the your soul, you know? Yeah, they pissed on the yeah. Elvis. They really did. Yeah. So hockey is full blown right now. I love hockey. Love playoff hockey. Doesn't matter the game. Doesn't matter who they're playing. Doesn't Shout matter out what's going Biz. On. That's why hockey's great. Biz nasty. Biz is the best in the business. Unbelievable. He's got. He listen. He makes Charlie, Charles Barkley look like a bitch. He makes Charles Barkley look like you better go back to school, Charles. Listen, he, listen. Don't don't disrespect Charles. We can, why do we have to tear someone down to build someone up? They're just, both. It's just how the about way I Biz? Am. Biz it's, is it's the, the Jew in me. No, 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 no. Biz is the hockey version of Charles Barkley. Which Correct. Is, that's the highest compliment you could give. I, Great. Stop. Yes. Listen, fact out to people. Don't. Why do we got to tear down to build up? I love Charles, by the way. I do. No, he's the best. He's the best. He's the best. But Biz Nasty is phenomenal. First of all, articulate. Second of all, knows the game back and forth, inside and out. Extremely funny. Extremely fast-witted. Quick-witted. Super high intelligence. And, you know, looks like James Bond. So, uh. He does. I feel like he could, he could step in for James Bond. Listen, I mean, you know, off the record, I mean, and it's off the record. Who knows what's going on? He, you know, I mean, I think he's betted 2,000 women. I don't know if that's true. Do you, yo, listen. I don't, don't know if that's true. Why are you putting his business in the street? Well, biz knows biz. Biz knows pussy. 2,000 slays. Yeah, biz. Shout out, biz. And me and Biz are tight, by the way. We're, we're tight. He gave me a shout out the other night. He did give you a shout out. Yes. On TV. On TV. That's pretty cool. Nationally. Listen, I'm going to be honest. Shout out Frankie Barelli's crew. Shout out Stu Fina. That's what it said. Barkley never did that. No, Charles didn't. I was never really close with Charles. He never liked me. Never liked you. Never any. I shook his hand like maybe three times when he was on the Phoenix Suns because we used to go to all the All-Star games and every time he was at the Garden we used to go. He shakes your hand. And never looks you in the eye. I'm gonna be honest. He was an angry person when he played. He shakes your hand and never looks you in the eye. Like three times, it was the weirdest thing. Like three separate instances over, let's say, five, six, six years. Where I used to go to garden every single night. Um, he never, he never looked you in the eye. I don't know what it was. It was like it was the weirdo thing, and I don't even know why I noticed it because, like, I was like Charles. How you doing? He just puts. And down, he's looking around the court. He's looking around everywhere. It's pretty just funny. Anywhere but the person. Anywhere but me. Maybe he didn't realize how tiny I was. You think you're intimidating? Maybe you're that intimidating. Maybe it was the source. He didn't want to. Well, you know, I might be intimidating because he didn't want to hurt me because I'm so tiny. I was like, I'm like, I'm up to the guy's belly button. Speaking of tiny, did you see Jokic fucking duff the fan out? Was it a fan or the owner of the other team? Or the guy with the ball. Was it the owner? Yeah, it was the it was the owner of who are they playing? Phoenix Suns? Suns? That was Ishba? It was the owner of the Phoenix Suns. Was it? Yes, swear to God, guaranteed hundred percent. I watched see, it five hundred times. See now I didn't see any follow up. Hold on. I just watched it on the other screen without Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Yeah, it was him. Definitely him. Thousand, it's I mean, it's not even up for discussion. It's not like a stew fine or exaggeration packed factor just to make you laugh, which is a blatant lie, but I use the lie. As a ruse to make you laugh. I'm allowed. I'm a comedian. See it? 
That's him. I know. I, I gotta. I gotta go look. No I promise. I I did my research. Not really. Yeah, it was but I watched Matt, it. Maddish. Yeah. The fucking guy owns the Suns and now took a fucking elbow to the chest. He doesn't give a fuck. What does he care? He doesn't he, care. He has so much fucking money. But in theory, they said he did it on purpose because he was a professional basketball player and he knew that that would stop the breakout where they had uh, numbers. You see, now now that I know it's a Phoenix Suns owner. See, he said he did. People say he did it on purpose because he was smart by holding the ball rather than giving the ball back. That's a scumbag move. Of course, but it helped his team in a key spot. He might be responsible for them winning the I game. I guess you can't throw out the owner, too. What no. are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to throw him out, you lose your job. No, you're not throwing him out. You lose your job. I mean, you would have thrown him out if he just turned around and punched him in the face. Wow. That was him. That was him. And they say, conspiracy theory further, that they had numbers and he took the ball and held it on purpose. What do you mean? I remember the play. It was Josh. Because I think they were breaking out the other way. No, 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 no. Josh It wasn't under their basket, though. Josh Okoji went out of bounds. Right. He fell into the stands. And Matt had the ball. Jokic was trying to rip it for Matt. And then Matt, like, pulled the ball back. And then kind of, like, stepped into Nikola's personal space. And I'm going to be honest. That's Listen, it's just one of those things where all I could think about is when fans talk shit to, like, professional basketball players. And they send these fucking tweets anonymously, but not anonymously. Because, you know, we, we find out who you are on Twitter unless you fucking have an egg profile picture. And you're just... You are, are anonymous, but that just shows like whenever someone talks shit to professional athletes, just how helpless you would be if you were fucking face to face with them. Cause Nicola literally took his left arm and kind of like, he moved it like an inch. Okay. But he's so much bigger and so much stronger and he did embellish the fall. I like, he threw his arms up like he was a toddler. Listen, it was, it was a, it was a grade A Oscar performance, but it's another way that now I know what he looks like because now when you hear owners, unless you're fucking uh, the Clippers owner, what's his name? Steve Ballmer, unless you're like an eccentric type where I, I know what your face looks like. You don't really know what owners look like. Like I would I, I don't think I would have known what he looked. Like. And he was a professional basketball player. No less. He's like five, six. There's no way that's true. He's a pro basketball player. He's not five, six. There's no way. He's six, two. There's no way he's a fucking six, professional. three. I'm looking at him. This is this is the second thing I got you on this podcast. Where'd you hear this? I heard it. I promise. I watched it. He never played professional basketball, dude. Oh, really? He was a point guard at Michigan State. Oh, that's what I meant. Right. College basketball All player. Right. When they said a basketball player. Listen, when you're point the guard at s- Michigan, could you be the point guard at Michigan stop, State? Stop. Can I be the point guard at Michigan State? I don't know how he got his money, right? But if I'm owning, if I have billions of dollars, yeah, I could be a point guard anywhere I fucking want, he right? Have a billion dollars, I give then. a, I give a fucking duffel bag. He didn't have the money that he was listen. the point guard at Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? So who is the point guard at Michigan State? You don't that become I used to a like? billionaire by accident. Who's the point guard at Michigan State? Used to like three years Cassius ago. Cassius Winston. Oh, loved him. He was fucking amazing. He was amazing. He Shout was. out, Cassius, baby. Let's fucking go. All right. So um, NBA's been phenomenal. I think you. He's five ten, had- by the way, and his listed weight is one seventy five. So I don't know how he got onto Michigan State. There's he, just no way. Well, he played the points, and he was an NCAA. Champion. You saw him just rip the ball. He was a champion from the MVP in two thousand. He what? NCAA champion. Right, <laughs> right. They yeah, said listen. he was a great basketball player. When you have a billion dollars, you can rewrite history. Wait, wait, wait. Two thousand. Who was the point? Guard? Who was the on the team in two thousand? Who he wasn't the starting point guard. Come on, dude. There's no way this is real. 
What do you mean? Do you think it's fake? He has a billion dollars. He could, he could fucking, he could have people editing his Wikipedia Where are you going page. to the fake? I could go to his Wikipedia listen, page I'm just change saying, it right now. Correct. But hey, I'm listen, saying he, how about this? I was thinking about this. He has enough money that someone constantly could change it. How about we go to the A++ uh, superstars of the world in every sport? A++ uh, athletes. And we, is it is it legal to change somebody's Wikipedia page? What do you mean? It's it's you could edit it, right? There's moderators that so everyone check. out there is listening. I want everyone to edit whoa, anything whoa, whoa, that whoa, whoa, goes. Whoa. No, no, I, no, I just want you no, to no, say no. Stu Final loves you. No, 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 stop. We that's can't not, do that. No, no. Just, Why? Because that's what are we. What are you I just doing asked you if it's illegal. You said it was okay to no, do. No, no, no. We don't do this. All right, we don't, don't send do that. mobs out. What are you doing? All right, we're not doing that. Shout out, not doing it, but I like it. I think it's a good idea. Nikola Jokic definitely didn't deserve that technical foul. Now that I'm thinking about it, total. Total scumbag move by Matt. Good move. Shout out Matt, though. What Shout a move. out Matt. What a move. Shout out Matt. So, uh, NBA NBA playoffs have just been phenomenal. Listen, NHL playoffs have been just as good, but the NBA is phenomenal, and God only knows what's going to happen going forward. You want to give a little recap on what's going on? Your Sixers save their season. Listen, bottom Your line Sixers is— Your Sixers save their season. Bottom line is there's nothing better than the NBA. It's not even close— People who people like to put NHL playoffs on a pedestal. Oh, it's so much better. And listen, it might be because you just uh, are inherently racist, and you just you know that's why you think that basketball can't be better than hockey. I don't know what it is, but it's not comparable. All right, playoff hockey is incredible. Don't get me wrong, but basketball in general, it's not even close. All right, you cannot tell me that the product is is just it's infinitely better. The level of competition. In this playoffs that we've been watching. I mean, first of all, it's dream matchups. I mean, you have for the first time, you know, I don't, not the first time, but I think it's probably the first time an eight played a five. Maybe not. I'm just making shit up. But it's very rare that an eight seed beats a one seed in the first place. So I'm, I'm going out on limbs to say that Heat Knicks is, we're guaranteed a five or an eight. Okay. In the uh, finals, conference finals. So that, that matchup in itself is unprecedented. I mean, I never thought an eight seed could go to the finals, let alone win the first round, just because the Bucks were so much better. But what Jimmy Butler's doing, the performances he's strung together on injury, on injury, on injury, as far as the heat goes, proving my point that Coach Tibbs, shout out these Nick fans who are fucking delusional, uh, JB Bickerstaff fucked you, all right? You could look at this season like, wow, first time we won a fucking first round. The Knicks are an actual, they're just frauds, all right? They are. I don't care what, you, Julius Randle finally had, the, I, I he almost convinced me. He had like one more game to go before I would have taken all of my criticism back. He fucking choked. He didn't just choke. He played so fucking bad that I can't, You that can't be your star, all right? And maybe, maybe he's not even your star anymore. Maybe Brunson is the guy, but Julius Randle, I'm just putting it out there. You're not winning a championship. You never will win a championship with him on your team. All right. And there's nobody that takes, I hate his body language. I hate the way he plays. I just hate the way he complains. Luca complains every time he doesn't get a call, but the way Julius Randall gets mad at a foul or like the next play after he doesn't get a foul, it's automatic. If I could bet life savings, I would be a billionaire because he's going to commit a foul. It, it, just the way he plays, he, it's like I just can't emphasize enough how 
just in his own head he is, and he choked again. And Tibbs is one of the worst coaches. So, by the way, J.B. Bickerstaff, the way he fucked you is he's so incompetent as a coach, he let this team beat them. All right? And he should have beat the Knicks. The Knicks should have lost to the Cavs. I don't know how they didn't. He's a J.B. Bickerstaff might be, should be fired. Budenholzer might have saved his job by losing. And then Tibbs should have been fired this year when he lost in the first round. And since he won, you're probably going to bring him back. And he's never going to win because he's not a winning coach. Anyway, back to reality. So we have the Knicks heat. It's uh, currently 2-1 as we're recording this. The game's tonight. You guys will be listening tomorrow. So I think it will be 3-1. That's my prediction. Boo. No, no, no. Listen, the Knicks just aren't that good. Boo. They're not that good. Going, by the way, Wednesday. You're going? Going to the game. Jenks has taken me. Shout out, Jenks. So we will be behind the basket on the Knicks side. And we will be ready to Listen, I'm just happy for... You know what I'm happy for? <clears throat> what? I'm happy Jenks isn't going to lose his life savings by going to the next round. Why? Because they're not... There they're losing. Be a next round? There is no next round. This is it. Well, that'd be... In, that uh, Wilson, but he's hoping for it. And so am I. Okay. But there isn't. No, so reality is I'm just happy. If you're asking me what Alex is grateful for, I'm happy for Jenks because there's not going to be a third round. He just <laughs> Shout like, out, Jenks. You're a good fucking guy with 8% body fat. Good. No, Ready no, to no, fucking no. Nice guy and I'm happy. Right. Because, you know, expectations, this is reality. If they needed right? Tarzan in a cartoon, they could put Jinx's body right now in it. Like, just right there. It looks like He looks like a tiny Tarzan. Tiny Tarzan. Okay. Shout out Tarzan. Okay, back to the actual... F- so, regardless of who wins that Heat-Nick uh, series, I don't think either of them... I mean, I never thought... I'll never doubt Spolstra. But if you ask me, I think whoever wins this Boston... 76ers uh, series. Hopefully it's a 76ers because I have future bets. I think they're going to take care of whoever comes out easily. I don't think it really will be tight. Now, the Nuggets-Suns series has been... uh, The last two games have been fucking... If you haven't watched, you need to go back and watch it. Every single second of both of those games were incredible. And this is with Nikola Jokic putting up fucking stat lines that if you just read the box score... And just looked at the Nuggets box score and you looked at what Jokic did, you would have thought they were on to the Western Conference Finals. Because what he's doing is fucking unbelievable. Unprecedented. No one's ever done this. And he's still losing in spite of Chris Paul not playing and DeAndre Ayton uh, looking like a, a fucking absolute bum. I mean, he's not a center that's getting paid a super max or, you know, his contract. He's not. I mean, he's just non-existent. And still, it just shows you how fucking good Devin Booker is. It shows you how good Kevin Durant is. Because Kevin Durant's coming off an injury. He's still not playing at his peak. And, I mean, like, it's noticeable that he's not really there. And he's still scoring almost 40 a game. Devin Booker, on the other hand, cannot miss. The efficiency numbers he's putting up, I think in game three he scored, like, 40, close to 45 and he had the two free throws at the end. He really had no free throws. He was like 20 for 25. He went to the free throw line once in actual garbage time when they fouled him because they just want to extend the game. He got no free throws. In my opinion, he didn't get any free throws that game. And for a guy that's taking most of his points in the mid-range and driving and playing over through contact, it's impossible to not go to the line. So what he's doing is unprecedented. He has solidified himself as the first time I've ever seen Kevin Durant take a take a step back because Devin Booker is the star of the show by far. 
And it's hard to do that when you have KD on the team. And uh, he's doing it. So that series 2-2 and every second is must-watch basketball in that series from here on out. Talent, 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 talent. Shooting personified. Unbelievable. And it's not, it's not only shooting. Like and it, you got three games left. He, he put up 40s with like eight assists and nine assists. No, it's the last tremendous. Game. I mean, it's not real. Tremendous. Like to do what he's – but bottom line is if they didn't do – like if he scored five points less or three assists less, they lose that game. That's how close this game is because Jokic on the other end is putting up 50 spots and uh, throwing up 17 assists and fucking ridiculous boards. I mean, it's crazy. And then we have uh, obviously the most anticipated second round – probably most viewed second round matchup ever and will never be topped with the Lakers and the Warriors. And uh, Anthony Davis just looking like a God in odd series games and then non-existent in the even. So we'll see if that stays true or he could finally be consistent and put two games back to back together because it's impossible to look as good as he looks and then no show. It's just not like he's such a physically gifted freak. And his defense is always going to be incredible, but I mean, I, I I don't I don't understand the drop off. Like I could understand the drop off in Harden, because Harden scored forty five the first game, put every single thing on his back, and then he had two lackluster games. Game three is you know he he gets no pass for because that was embarrassing. But you get a pass when you put up two forty spots like Harden did. So if AD you know his his games one and three are incredible. And the, the winning game shot, two yeah, doesn't the winning make shot sense. He, the winning shot he took was phenomenal. No, no, no. James Harden, that, that it's Celtics. It's back. James is back. That Celtics James Harden is fucking series, back. It's, it, that's the Net first fans time. must be dying. You're a Net fan. Are you dying? No, no, no. I, I love it. Oh, I mean, love. I have a ton of money on the 76ers. I thought oh. the 76ers were winning since day one. But I'm season. saying, did you think James Harden could ever go back to a 40-point James Harden? Yes. And he is. Oh, I wouldn't have bet on him if I didn't. No, I guess that's true. But bottom line is, he he's putting the team on his back. So the 76ers Warriors, all those storylines is amazing. The 70 uh, I mean uh the Warriors Lakers, the 76ers Celtics, every game, I mean the Celtics, you know, you could arguably could have swept. I mean, it's James Harden two, you know, game-winning shots to put them on there, but that's how momentum swings, you know? And Tatum got away with one of the most egregious push-offs right in front of the ref. I mean, the Celtics got two calls down the stretch and bead with the should have been an N1 in my opinion got called a charge got reviewed and they kept it a charge should have been an N1 bucket comes off gives the ball to the Celtics Tatum comes down pushes off on Tyrese Maxey literally shoves him with the left arm right in front of the ref the ref couldn't have a better view stared at it didn't call shit bangs the three and then Harden saves the season all's right I mean two two can't ask for a better spot, but can Harden and uh, Embiid perform at that level one more time? Because if they could do that, I mean, that's if you needed a basically if you needed a, a game plan, if you needed a blueprint, how the 76ers are going to win. If James Harden and Embiid can play the way they did in game four. OK, and the, I mean, there's no stopping them. There just isn't because the role players, I mean, you're having a PJ Tucker just he's grit. He's, he does every, you know, he does all of the dirty work. He got the crucial rebound and then the N one to tie the game. I mean, he makes all the big plays and he's, you know, I, I love this team. I love every game that's going to be played from here until the finals. That's why the NBA is the best fucking sport in the league or in the world. It's not close. And the talent 
the talent, it's not close. Like these eight teams you could watch day in, day out. I mean, what these people are doing in every single series is incredible. You got Curry, one of the greatest shooters ever. LeBron, arguably the greatest player ever. You got Jokic, back-to-back MVP. Could have been a back-to-back-to-back. Joel Joel Embiid, MVP. You got Tatum and Brown. I mean, the, the superstar, you got Jimmy Butler playing fucking incredible. And then you have the Knicks, who shouldn't be there. But I digress. You know what I'm saying? It's still fun to watch. NBA, fantastic. Now, I guess we could segue into a little baseball here, where in New York, we had so much expectation. I mean, I don't re- know why. Not really for the Yankees. I don't know why. Not really for the Yankees, because the Yankees, you know, they're, there's still two or three teams better uh, in the American League than the Yankees. And uh, last whoa, year, whoa, it was whoa, only whoa. the Astros. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Two or three teams better. They they're in last place. Upcoming into the season, I'm it's saying. it's they're in last place. And the Mets, you know, were right there, upcoming into the season. And now you have both teams like almost in last place. I mean, it is fucking wild. I mean, Yankees Speaking last of wild, night. Yet, I they're mean, dreaming of a wild card. That's I it. mean, I mean, yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me, used the Yankees as a monster play, up six nothing, saying. This is stealing money. I mean, Garrett Cole is pitching like Cy motherfucking Young. Best pitcher ever. There's no way. And then all of a sudden, bang, bang. Leads gone, two innings, and they lose in uh, extras. So the Yankees, really, I mean, I, we listen to the, the radio waves um, on all the sports talk, and they're torching them. They're torching Cashman. They're torching Steinbrenner. And they're torching their entire team. Not to like shit on your grave here or just, you know, rehash how bad it was. But at uh, 6 nothing, top of the fifth, we had like a 97% chance to cover. It's impossible we didn't win that game. It was absolutely, I, mean, I mean, they're just not winners. I mean, at the end of the day, they're not winners. Why do you keep, I, I don't, I, I know Boone and Cash get a lot of fucking flack, but Wait. why do you keep Cole in when he doesn't have? Like six two, you could have pulled. Like why? Like why not? Well, I mean, I mean, the guy's been. But why do you leave him in until it's six six? Well, I, I guess, I guess you know the first homer showed it because that was his first home run. I think he's let up this year, and then he let up two homers in that inning. I, they go with him. They stick with him. He's the fucking ace. You got a six nothing lead. They want to, you know, then it's even six three lead, six four lead. You wanna, you want to give him the W, and you know, just see shit. He shit the bed. He shit the fucking bed. But they're not hitting. They can't hit. It's it's crazy watching the New I mean, York they, Yankees they, play. They put up seven runs. I mean, that's yeah, hitting. I guess they did, but for for the most part, they're just not hitting. And again, uh, going to the Mets. I mean, you know, Scherzer being hurt now, Verlander hurt now. Scherzer and Verlander not pitching. You know, to their expectations. Although Verlander didn't pitch poorly, five innings, two runs. You know, his first start of this year. Um, but they're just not hitting. They're not hitting. It's a Starling Marte, who was our best player last year, who was a motherfucking force coming down the stretch. And he was the reason when he got hurt that we didn't go further in the playoffs, even though we played like shit. But if we had his bat, it would have been better. Um, He's forgotten how to play. You drop him in a lineup. I mean, guy was a monster. And now all of a sudden, you know, you just, he can't get a hit. So... I would say the Mets go as Marte goes. They they still have they have no DH really. You know, Vogelback's a joke. They have 
They've always lacked one bat. When they got Correa, I thought that was the bat that was going to send them over. Then that um, trade got null and void. And so they've always been without a bat. Then Volgaback is not the answer. So they're missing two bats. Best case scenario. Now with Marte not hitting, they're done. They're dead. I mean, it's. I mean, the only thing I could say is the Yankees and Mets last year gave us the best April, May, June, July, August ever of baseball. And then both of them shit the bed in September and wow. So maybe it's the reverse. Maybe you're better off having problems, big problems. Doesn't matter the problems. In April, in May, in June, and July, August comes, the trade deadline. Both teams are going to be active in the trade deadline. There's no toys about it. Because both teams have expectations to make a long run in the playoffs. And both right now have no prayer of doing that. As, as, you know, put together with all the Yankee injuries, you know, Rodon, all these pitchers being hurt. Will Rodon ever pitch a game for the Yankees? I'm hoping so. I mean, what would they give him? They gave him like $180 million. They gave I'm him saying like, like a in gazillion your, dollars. In your heart of hearts, do you think he pitches? I'm yes. just asking. I mean, this year, I don't know. I don't know the, I don't know the degree of the injury. All I know is he have you know, his fucking back. Then it's his back. Then it's his back. Then it's his back. It's fucking back. The guy's not back, but his back is the reason he's not back. But you, tr- they traded for him, and that's, I mean, like, that. how? No, I think they got him in free agency. They they, they signed, whatever. They, they got they him acquired, for a gazillion bucks. They acquired him. Yeah. All I'm saying is they acquired they him. They didn't even know he was injured, which is almost criminal. Okay, Who the fuck's making that decision? How many mistakes does it take before ownership has to, I don't get well, it. See, I don't the, get what's, was, what's right. the pass. Okay, because here was my point, and this is the point in sports right now, and this is the point if you follow a team. Winning or losing used to be the mantra. Winning or losing used to be how you judge how your team is doing. Winning or losing was the litmus test. But now that's not true. Winning or losing has absolutely nothing to do with nothing, really in any sport. Because the Yankees are making God zillion dollars every single fucking day. Winning or losing does not help their bottom line at this point. Let's say they're worth $8 billion and they're going up 10% a year. I mean, the team's making $800 million a year just existing. Same with the Mets. Same with the Mets. The Mets, I got bought for like $2.4 million. Now they're worth $3 million. They keep going up 8 to 10% a year. So you don't actually need to win to keep your job. But but my you know, question, you, you, but specifically, my, your question for the Yankees is this: Cashman has done an unbelievable job making the Yankees. My counterpoint money. is anyone could make money. Well, you with don't the know Yankees. that. You don't know that. Well, listen. All I know is that if they make the playoffs every single fucking year, even though they don't go anywhere. They do nothing. Right, even they though do they nothing. don't go anywhere, but they make the playoffs every year. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, so, I don't know if you could have a person to have that that spend that money. And not make the playoffs is my. Well, they have them. They have them under the. Uh, I mean, they they put clips on Cashman. It doesn't like Cashman can pay anything. He had to because the judge. I mean, what are they? What are they? Second in the league. In in payroll, yeah. Mets okay. Are first, so, yeah. so what so, I'm saying is, anyone with the second payroll can make the playoffs. That's my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's not true. But from what I'm looking at, they have zero results to whatever they're spending. And if they're if your argument is just if you make money then you keep your job. I feel like anyone would make money with the Yankees. It's impossible not to make money. 
We live in New York. These fans are going to the games regardless. But all I'm saying is, counterpoint, if you had a competent, you know, manager and a competent front office, that bottom line is if you go further in the playoffs, you make more money. So winning definitely makes more money. They guarantee, but they're guaranteed to make money now. So my point is, I don't think they give a fuck about winning. But what I'm saying is, their mantra is winning. Mantra is World Series. Reality, Wait, so nothing to do with it. All right, counterpoint or just a question: If they got rid of Boone and Cashman, you're saying they wouldn't make the money they're making? Here's my counterpoint to that: They could, but also there's no there's no tragedies on the Yankees. There's no headlines on the Yankees ever. They get bashed every day. In no, 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 media. no, 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 no. Ever as far as beating people up, doing bad things. They're good citizens. They don't make mistakes in the public. Everybody's not fucking around on their wives. They Chapman, can know about gun. Well, yeah, you're going back a decade. That has happened. Yes, he was a psycho. But for the most part, there's no like unbelievable blow-ups that's on the Yankees. That's a crazy low bar to just throw that out. Well, I mean, that's the only thing. That, that's the truth. They're making, if just let's say, if they're worth $8 billion and the team value goes up 10% a year, they're making $800 million a year. So why change shit? Why change... Win. Who wants a win? You want to make money. No, no, no. I no. think they want to make money. You ten, don't think you ten? don't think if they won a World Series title, it would help their value? I don't think it what would it go up? Twelve percent? No. I, it doesn't matter. No. It would go you're up. A, it would go up. You're asking me. It would go up. You're asking me. No. Bottom line is I, winning. No, would, I don't I don't think it's it would go up. I, yeah, but I but I but I don't think it's big. I think they'd rather lock in Cashman, lock in Boone, which they did. If winning was the litmus test, both of them, bye-bye, gone, gone, not. They got renewed. So my point being is that they're very satisfied. They always want to. So your your take is the Yankees are satisfied with losing. I think they're satisfied with making $800 a year, guaranteed, no matter what. It's much easier to say, hey, we tried. Look at our payroll. We went to the playoffs. We go to the playoffs every year. Just didn't happen. So if they miss the playoffs, do they keep them? That's my question. No, that's a different story. What do you mean? That's a totally different story. That's what I'm asking. I still think they keep them. If they miss the playoffs, this even season, if they don't they, make any changes, I don't think they're ever changing shit. They making guaranteed eight hundred million dollars just existing. Think about that. Ten years from now, instead of the Yankees being worth eight million. They're now worth eight million, sixteen billion. million, eight billion. Now they're worth sixteen billion. They can suck. They can be forty and one twenty. They still make money. I don't understand. It's like the greatest thing ever to own. I would like to do that. I'd like to be a sports advisor. Fucking make five million a year, and it doesn't even matter if I win or lose. I just keep making more money. That's a fucking great job. That's a great fucking job. So the point becomes with the Mets and the Yankees. Uh, I don't think it matters. You know, Steve Cohen. We heard for a fact. We heard his end game. We heard his plan. Of course, he could say, "I want, the, I want to win with the Mets. I'm going to get these players." But he doesn't give a fuck. He's buying all the property around the fucking uh, stadium. He's going to make malls. He's building malls. He's going to try to have a gambling casino. That's his end game. That's the end game here. Because he doesn't give a fuck. Because he's got 12 billion. He could buy and sell all the other owners. So, so I have a very tainted um, opinion now, Alex, on organizations, and their mission statement. I just want to say that's arguably your worst take 
ever. I think it is, though. I think their mission statement is not winning. Their mission statement behind closed doors, behind the curtain, let's make money. Hey, we, we fucking we played terrible. We could have played better, but we made $800 million. I don't. Think it's very easy to swallow they'll, that. They'll, and who's swallowing that? What Yankee fan in the history? No, 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 no. Yankee fans don't matter. They no don't more. even say that, though. Yankee fans don't so matter. So you're saying that they, they don't... Obviously, they would never say that publicly. I say privately. That's what so every privately, team is going on. Your, your take is privately, that's their feelings. 100,000%. 100%. So in that case, why even spend the money they're spending? Because they got it to spend, and they and they still they, because they give the illusion. Yeah, but by your the by illusion your thing, they of could spend spending, more. Well, because they're always going to spend. I'm saying they could spend more than if that's your. I don't, take. Well, I don't know how much more they could spend. They're second in baseball. What could they outspend? Steve Cohen? Yeah, you why know? not? I don't, I'm just saying. I don't think they're going to outspend him. I think it's going to be insane. Like I don't want August to come so quick, which of course I do because it'll be a month before football, a month before Boston Sports Advisors, a month before Chicago. A month before we make so much fucking money in here that, you know, our bank accounts burst. I relate to that. But my point being, I want the summer, the spring and summer to go slow so I can relax. But I cannot wait until the trade deadline. I think Otani's gone. I think Otani either goes to the Mets or the Yankees. I don't give a flying fuck about what you hear about. He will not leave California. He will go to San Diego. He will go to Los Angeles. He will go somewhere there. I don't buy it. I don't buy it for a second. And I'll buy it ever. He's going to one of the New York teams. I mean, I guess San Francisco is going to be all in. They were all in for Judge. They paid more for Judge, and he just uh, backed out the last minute. But I just believe in my heart and my soul and my balls that Otani will be wearing a Yankee or a Met uniform. I could be delusional. I could be wrong. I'm not wrong. But but right now, you mm. think that, I mean, if you look at it, right, the, the Yankee season... I know it's early and I know it's May and I know people are fucking, you know, they're, they're doomsdaying the season already. But hypothetically, if these next four games with the Rays don't go as planned, I mean, if they get swept at home, which it's a possibility because the Rays are just that much better. Um, Rays are better. Yeah. yeah but no, they, no, they're better. So now they took two out of three. If they take, if they sweep them, let's just say they take two out of three. Now they take six out of seven. Right. That's, I mean, that's that's the division right there. No, but it's it's it, but it isn't though. It's April. I nothing is ever won in April. Nothing's ever won in May. I don't give a that's fuck. That's a lot. Many, of, that's a lot I of don't divisional care how games. How many games Tampa Bay goes ahead? I really don't. It's a I, lot of divisional games. I I just don't. I mean, I've watched the Mets come in September down twelve and win the fucking division. <clears throat> I've seen things happen, and I think wait, that wait, wait. the NL East is not the AL. No, no, I understand. I understand that. I, I so right, but, but my I so understand that. What I, what my, I'm, no, 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 no. What, what I'm, I'm saying is you get into the wild card, you're in the playoffs, you can make noise. All right, no, no, this is what I'm saying. You have Cole, you have Cortez, Yankees could make noise. Okay, but bottom line is this. Let's just say the trade deadline comes up and this is the standings. Why would, why, why would he leave the Angels? You know what I'm saying? Why would they trade? All I'm saying is what if, if they, the Angels are in a playoff position. What if they give them 10 years, 700 million? What I'm saying is the Angels won't discuss if they're right now they're in second place. Yeah, but that's the best. I'm, ever, just, I'm right, just saying. No, well, no, that's hypothetically right now. Well, then the Angels are going to try not to they, sign them. Correct. But I don't but think they're not they going to the trade money. them is what I'm saying. It depends. What if they're, they're in a playoff contention? Well, no. If They could never do that in playoff contention. Never. Because the Angels are normally so out that's of it by So that's what I'm saying. So if Otani isn't your go-to. 
Like what? What do you do? There is no. There is no. Correct. Answer. There's no answer to no the answer. season. No. I mean, look, you could get people who are hot at the end, and you know, pick them up. We don't know who's going to be super hot in August, and teams are going to dump. Teams dump players. You remember, we live in a different society now. Teams dump their best player. They just dump them. And I mean, I you know, I don't know if uh, I don't know what San Diego's going to be doing. You know, let's say San Diego's in the fucking toilet. They're not going to be able to hold. They're not going to hold everybody. They're going to have to make a move on somebody. I mean, I don't know if they're going to let Tatis go. I don't know if they're going to let uh, who's the other kid from Washington? Uh, Soto. Soto go. But they if they're in the toilet in August, they're not holding both players. No, it's early. Yeah. But what all I'm saying is that if the Angels. You know, they're playing. No, no, they're no, playing if the good Angels ball. are in contention. Otani's off the table. Correct. And then my my plan is shit. Yeah. But yeah, I'm dreaming, delusional, and it's like a wet dream. It's a fucking jerk off. Yes, absolutely. I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't think the Angels are going to maintain where they're at unless I just don't. I just simply don't. So I think that the Yankees or the Mets are going to have to, have to sign Otani. Mets have to. Mets don't have that insane bat. Yes, Peter Alonso's fucking amazing. Yes, Marte's amazing when he's hot. Besides that, it's over. That's it. That's it. Yankees at least have the bat. They have They have a judge. They do have Stanton when he's healthy and he's hot. And they do have Rizzo. That Those was are my, three major, major, major fucking bats. Mets that, don't have that. Mets that was my Mets take for the last... Well, you're right. Decade. You're right. They just don't have bats. They don't have bats. They, they never have. They they don't. Well, they, don't. they had. They did have. They had Cespedes. When Cespedes was there and he was healthy, he he brought him to the World Series in 2015. Literally, he was. Yeah, but he I, was I, the feel best. Like that, I feel like that was lightning in a bottle. I really do. Well, before he got hurt and before he read r- fucking rode that bull and fucking you know whatever the fuck he did, but but at least they Mets have never had that motherfucking bat. They had Piazza. They went to the World Series with them. You know what I mean? I'm like, gonna be honest. When they have the we're bat, in a, we're in an era where one bat isn't like you can't tell me that you could eye test. Like, look at the Padres lineup. Right. If they're like, not winning, no, not, if they're not winning 120 games, who is? No, no. But that that's what I'm saying. One bat isn't. You're never gonna have that lineup. That lineup is is it's it's a fictional lineup. That's like a kid picking all star lineups and just putting them on the team. That lineup will you can't replicate that. There's no signings the Mets or the Yankees for that matter. The, you're not well, getting the Dodgers. That. No, no, the Dodgers lineup is fucking stacked. Right, but it's not the Padres lineup. I mean, it's close. I don't think it's it not is. The, the Yankees or Mets. All I'm saying is they're not they're not matching up to those lineups. But so no. you're telling me their pitching has to be better, and their pitching isn't better. Well, the Mets pitching is definitely not better. There's no two ways about it. I mean, there's no way in God's name someone right now can tell me that Verlander. And Scherzer are going to be aces in September and October and lead them to the promise. You, you They're going to be hurt. No, They're too fucking It doesn't old. matter how happening. good they pitch right now. All you're going to do is have flashbacks to when Scherzer went out there with his uh, his bum arm and blew it. Right. Get locked. Get knocked out. Six in, six runs. Um, I Listen, but the Yankees do have the arms, you see. The Yankees do have Cole and Cortez. And they're... Pretty much unhittable. But another another big spot, Cole. No, listen, Cole. The, and listen, he did pitch great in the playoffs, but he did give up the bombs. Okay, he did give up no, the runs. He did. So I don't. It's so it's such a fine line because you look at that playoff performance and you look at what Cole did, and even though he lost, he pitched pretty good, but he did lose. Right, right, right. Okay, all right. So, so that's the pretty much overview from us, from your source, Stu Finer and Alex Finer. That's podcast number twenty-five. Only Stu 
in the books. Please like and subscribe. Please get the word out, guys. Do me a favor. Work for me for a little bit here. Get the word out. Let's get the subscriptions up. Get over to BeLikeStew.com. Let's buy a shout-out. Come on, a diving shout-out. You got to know someone you love. Give me some money here. Diving shout-out, running shout-out, funny shout-out for any occasion. I'm ready to roll. Buy my merch on the Barstool store and on BeLikeStew.com. And always... If you have the money, responsibly get over to stewfinder.com for my picks. Pay me, pay me, pay me. We're ready to roll, baby. Ready to roll. I fucking love you. Ready to roll.